0: Hey, you all. Welcome back to the Definitely Not Simple Life podcast. Here are your hosts, Angela at Axe and Root Homestead, Mandy at Wild Oak
1: Farms, and Renee at Mountain Woods Farm. Enjoy. This episode of the podcast is proudly sponsored by Manipro Homestead. Animals are an important part of our lives. That's why we help them grow and thrive, treating them as well as they treat us. To make their lives as best as they can be. ManaPro Nurturing Life. Visit manapro.com and follow us at ManaPro Homestead.
2: Hi. Hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey y'all. Welcome back to the next episode of Definitely Not Simple Life Podcast. We are so excited to be here on this fine Tuesday, and you all will be listening to this on Friday. And this is Renee, and I'm with Mandy and Angela and y'all we all smell really good and the reason is all three of us are are soap makers which is amazing and we're gonna talk about soap making today
1: you guys ready to do this I'm ready heck, heck yeah Woo. you know I think that it's a when you talk about like surface level homesteading um tasks or like goals for folks, it's kind of daunting. So I think like everything we try to talk about making it just a little bit less complex and we all kind of do things a little bit different. Um, but same basic techniques. Uh, Angela actually has a soap making course. Um, Angela, tell us and everybody that's listening about it before we get started.
2: Sure. So, um, On my website, xandroothomestead.com, you just go to classes and there's a link to an online self-paced course um, called Beginner Soap Making. I don't use goat milk and I know we have a lot of listeners who are interested. So fortunately for us, Mandy and Renee are going to touch on that. It's just a standard cold process soap making recipe. And the course just kind of takes away some of the fear because everyone's biggest concern is working with lye. And it's really no different than using caution with tools or, you know, other solutions around to know what you're working with and just use common sense and be careful with it. Um, So the whole idea of the course is to teach you the basics of soap making, some of the fear tell you what you need, and then you leave with a recipe and it's good. I've gotten good reviews. People, People seem to feel comfortable and they have success in their first batch of soap. Unlike myself, who was self-taught and was literally hiding because I was afraid something was going to explode in the kitchen after I combined my lye solution and my oils, and I ran away, and then it looked like (laughs) cheese. So (laughs) let's learn from my experiences. And I promise if you follow the course and the instructions, you will have soap that looks like soap and not cheese. So that's good. (laughs) And not
1: cheese. (laughs) actually useful yeah. and i think it's kind of like sourdough too right i mean uh we can all get on google and everybody does it we should not do it um but there are so many recipes there are so many variations and people just read all these things and get so hung up so i think that the the course is a really good place for people to start
2: you know with with soap making there's all these different processes there's cold Um, cold process soap making, hot process, there's room temperature, and then there's melt and pour. And I think melt and pour is probably the gentlest way to get into soap making because that's where the lye piece has been removed for you. You're working with um, saponified oil, which basically means oil that's already been exposed to lye. Yeah. And you're kind of throwing that in a crock pot or another container, heating it up with whatever your scents or colorants are, and you're calling it good. So that definitely is one way to make soap, but I would argue that it's not really the same as handcrafted soap because you're not taking that extra step of, you know, saponifying the oil.
1: Yeah, you Cold, don't get the full experience. I
2: don't think so either. It's a like I said, it's a great intro if you if you're really freaking out, but. With cold process, what that basically combined like, lye, lye, sodium hydroxide for bar soap, uh, potassium hydroxide for liquid. But I think for this episode, we're going to talk about um, a hard, hard bar process soap. Yeah. So you combine your lye, your sodium hydroxide with water, however much according to your recipe. Always follow a recipe because this isn't just about art and going by feel. This is about science and making sure that you have enough lye water ratio to whatever oils are in your recipe to convert it into a solid. Um, from there, you can start playing around with adding color and different essential oils. Or, But um, um, it's just about being careful. It's not that scary. You can have safety equipment galore. You- Don't be scared of the lie, everybody. And I think all of us
0: I know, like, when Angela was just hearing her story and how she, like, ran into the other room, I did laugh. It definitely resonates with me because I know the first time that I made soap, I didn't run into the other room. But I just go around the corner. <laughs> I was kind of like, is something going to happen? Like, But, it, you know, it's just as we said there's lots of different recipes online like try to stick to a really simple one and i think it's so wonderful angela that you do offer that class because like mandy said like all of us will get on google and like we watch like a hundred different youtube videos and how to do it or we follow different blogs and how to do it and you will be overwhelmed quickly and then you're going to want to throw the towel in because you don't even know where to start you don't know which recipe is best so i know um I don't mind putting up like my easy, like five ingredient soap recipe on Friday in my story. So, for people who just want to try, but definitely I would recommend checking out Angela's class. It's sometimes just so nice just to have somebody to be like, okay, let's problem solve this because, you know, my lie looks like cheese. What did I do wrong? You think, oh, well, I did that. So, here's what happened, you know, because the thing is, it is like chemistry, as we just talked about. You know, of course, it's, you know, people can get so fancy with, like, gosh, their colors, and, like, I've seen glitter in them, and and loofah, right, which we all know Mark Woods loves the loofah, and, you know, just, like, designs, and I see these people with, like, they make these, like, rubber ducks out of soap. And like, people are so creative and awesome. And I'm not quite at that level. Um, maybe I just don't have the patience for it, but you know, it is good just to have that class and just kind of problem solve because you will make mistakes and it will happen. And you're going to make batches that just don't work out, but that's okay. It's all about the learning process.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I can, I can say in regards to the whole life thing, um, cause you're right, Angela and Renee, I think that's the, probably the scariest part for people. And, um, people ask like, can you make soap without lye? And, you know, the, the scary things, how is it good for your skin? Because when you get it and you look at the bottle or the container, whatever it comes in, I mean, it's a. It's a caustic soda. I mean, so, but that's, Mm. that's where the whole curing process comes in. And then back to the whole chemistry thing, when it mixes, that's where you get your chemical reaction and it changes it. So you're not actually putting lye on your skin because if anybody's made soap, I mean, myself, I've gotten it on my skin and it, and it does, it burns. It's true. It, It hurts, which again is where your PPE comes in um but that's the but that's the proper way to to make soap. So I would say just again getting a, a basic recipe and and using using the lie, but using it uh, appropriately measuring is is super key. So I don't know how we want to start or I know Renee said that she'll put up her her little recipe but should we just kind of go through maybe like the um the tools that you need to to get started?
2: Yeah. So I think we should probably just run down a list of basic equipment. Um, it's pretty much the same whether or not you're doing room temperature, cold hot process, or melt and pour. Real quick, cold process just means that you're combining your lye solution and your oils at 120 to 130 degrees. Hot process is when you combine it and you actually cook it as opposed to pouring it out into the mold and letting it cool and cold process to heat it until the soap is saponified or turned into soap. And then with room temperature, it's where you don't use any heat heat source. You create your lye solution. So lye and water, which heats up. And then you use the heat from that to melt additives if you're using things like shea butter. Those are just and, the differences is basically just the temperature at which you're combining your oil solution with your lye solution. Yeah. So regardless... Of which method you choose, I think the biggest thing is a thermometer because you're going to want to know what temperature your solutions are. I use a digital read thermometer. You're going to need heat-safe glass containers like Pyrex containers. I just use four-cup ones and then heat-safe bowls. Um, I also use metal spatulas and spoons. Um, I use a digital scale. And then um, obviously you need some sort of a soap mold. And then like Mandy was saying, you need your protective equipment, so gloves and goggles. Um, Did I miss anything, you guys? I would just
0: mention that it's really important to not only clean all of your soap goodies before you dive in, but also to sanitize them really well. Especially, you know, if you're selling, you know, soaps to consumers, it's up to us to make sure we're giving them a product that is going to just be safe. Yeah.
1: Did you say a stick blender or something to mix it with? Yeah. Um, And along that same lines, like you don't want to use, even if you're washing these things very thoroughly, like when I make lotion or soap, it's designated bowls and spatulas and all of that stuff. So, I mean, you can run stuff through the dishwasher and um, I just have, this is what I use for cooking. This is what I use for everything else. They shouldn't be mixed even if they're washed.
2: Right. And the idea is that even though you're making soap, and so you're thinking, well, if it's soap, why can't I just use it for food making, food prep? It's because lye, if there are any um, scratches or nicks in the material that is visible to the naked eye, it could get in there, which could contaminate your food. So it's just best yep. to be able to have um, separate soap making supplies and food making supplies. Yep. You got it. Okay, so Technology. that 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 covers the list of sort of basic equipment, making sure that it's designated for soap making only. Um maybe, I mean there are a billion different recipes, standard soap making and goat milk soap making, but should we kind of run through what the process looks like for both?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um you can you can cover kind of your this cuz so you don't use milk, so uh if you want to kind of cover how you all make soap, that would be lovely.
2: Renee, and you use milk in your recipe, correct? Yeah, I do. Like my the simple
0: recipe I put up on Friday literally is olive oil, coconut oil, lye, which we already discussed, um, and milk, and obviously like a fragrance or you know like essential
2: oil or like any coloring that you want to put in. But yeah, it's it's super easy. Okay, so that's very similar to what I use without milk, which is lye, water, coconut, and olive oil. I mean, sometimes I'll use avocado. Um, Ooh. And then, yeah, like my my essential oil or fragrance. Also, though, all oils are not equal. So, if you go into a soap recipe, and I'll share mine. Renee's going to share hers. And you don't have enough olive oil. You cannot just substitute any oil. Each oil has a different amount of fat that is accounted for when it comes to making a soap recipe. It may or may not harden if you just swap it out or take half of it and swap it out for something else. The only interchangeable one that I know about the top of my head is castor oil and avocado. Um, I don't think at all there's a substitute for coconut and olive. I could be Mm -hmm. wrong. But the point being, don't make soap until you have all the ingredients the recipe calls for.
0: Right. Like we said, it's chemistry. You have to be so careful with like the exact amounts that you're using and you don't want to, you know, deviate from that because then you are going to have problems and you know, then you're going to get
2: frustrated with your soap making. Yeah. Yeah. you're going to have cheese. Exactly. (laughs) You're going to have cheese. (laughs) Soapy cheese. Mm. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah.
0: For sure. I always tell people like when they're starting out, don't be afraid. I know we've all been there. Don't be afraid to wear like eyeglasses. You don't have to like go like full like Work glasses like where they're covering like your entire face, like we were in like chemistry class in high school, right? But like some sort of eye protection and definitely wear gloves, like that. That's something even I do, even though like I've made soap so many times, I just am not leaning on that because it's true. I mean, it will, as Mandy said, you know, it will burn your skin, it could damage your eyes. It doesn't matter if it's dry or wet form, um, both can, can hurt you. So, yeah, just be smart about just covering. Your your pearly whites and also your hands. I I wear like just like sink gloves up to like my elbow. Mm-hmm.
1: So when we and I, I I guess I won't speak for Renee. I mean, most recipes when you interchange, you're just interchanging your water and your milk um, for the most part. That's your liquid. Most recipes can be interchanged like that. However. Uh, the the huge difference with milk and water is lye reacts much differently with your milk. It will literally burn it and like, like scorch it. Like mm-hmm. if you were heating up milk on the stove, it turns a nasty color. It stinks. And then from my experience, uh, your your soap is essentially ruined. Some folks say that you can let it sit for months and the, the smell would dissipate, like the, the burnt milk smell would dissipate, but it's not something I'm gonna rub on my body. No, um, it smells so it's so terrible. Bad. And it turns it's,
0: like that gross dark yellow oh, color. <laughs> it's like
1: baby poop and yes. cooking cauliflower at yes. the same time. It's so bad. Oh, oh it's terrible. That's so that's the main difference when you're when you're using milk. For for the for I mean the rest of the recipe it's, it's relatively the same. Yeah.
0: So I use like frozen goat milk. I don't know about yes. you, Mandy. Yes.
1: Yeah, for sure. Frozen. And then, um, and we can get into this a little, Angela kind of finished, but frozen milk for sure. And then when you're mixing, I actually will do like a double, like a double bowl and have ice water around. So it just keeps the bowl cold too.
0: Yeah. And I actually will put my bowls in the freezer for like go. an hour before I even start because yeah, you just, you don't want, no one wants that smell and no one wants that color. You won't sell out your goat milk. You
2: won't. <laughs> your goat milk soap, you won't be selling out.
0: <laughs>
1: no, you'll be refunding so everybody's
0: money.
2: Yes. <laughs> so in in like it's more heat and then just kind of naturally cooling. Whereas with adding milk, you wanna keep it from heating, correct?
1: You just wanna start with it being frozen so it comes up to heat like safely. Yeah. Just like it's more of a gradual process. You don't want to, like when you add your lye to milk, probably different than what you're doing with water. Cause I've never made soap other than goat's milk. soap, um, mm-hmm. honestly, so, so you, you do it. It's, it's a super gradual process. You're not just like dumping your, however much lye in there. That's when your milk is going to burn. So it's, it's very tedious. You like sit there and listen to whatever song play on repeat for quite some time. And, um, <laughs> And stir your lye in gradually. And so then
2: make sure. So for example, with vegetable oil, solution, with whatever. your lye solution, until they're within 10 degrees of each other. Is that the same for goat
1: milk soap? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that that part's the total same. So like I heat up my oils and however, whatever method, I usually do like a double boiler. And then I'm doing, I have my, my milk in, in the cold bowl, the chilled bowl and then adding the lye to the milk, and then I combine those two, those two things together in a different bowl.
0: Same here. My process is exactly the same.
2: Okay. And then you kind of bring it to a trace, which for non-soap making people, that just means that's where you would put an immersion blender in the newly combined batch of soap. So now your lye solution and your oil solution, milk or whatever you're using, is all together in the big bowl, and you put the immersion blender in, you mix it up, it's going to start to thicken and come to a trace. So a trace is like if you were thinking of a cake batter, spoon up out of the cake batter and drizzled it on top, it would leave like tufts, right? Like a, like a yeah. Yeah. peaks, peaks yeah. is what I'm looking for. That's what a trace is. And there's different levels of trace, but basically you're just looking for a minimal amount of trace and that's when you usually would add your fragrances. Otherwise, they'll burn. It will be too hot. And any other additives you might be using, like colorants, and then it goes into the molds, and where it's covered with a towel and left alone, it goes into something called gel phase, where the chemical reaction takes place within the loaf mold, it it starts to turn it into a solid, and for a while it looks like translucent, but you really just want to cover it with a towel, leave it alone. And I usually don't cut soap until about 12 to 24 hours later, depending on the recipe. Now, I know some people wait weeks before cutting. I prefer to let individual bars dry and cure. Um, and then they say that you shouldn't actually use the bar of soap just to ensure all the lye has been saponified for
1: four to six weeks. Yeah. And there are ways that you can speed up the saponification too. I mean, fans and good ventilation. But I think that's also a good point. I will take mine out of the mold after about, you know, a day is usually my rule of thumb. Um, And when they're curing, if there's good airflow on your curing rack or wherever you're doing it, and if you add a fan, it will, um, well, I mean, I guess I can't... Technically, prove it, but data does show that it it speeds up your spawnification. And there are ways that you can, and we won't get into it because it's the scary part, the lie part, you know. But you can do like tests, like how you would test a new makeup or whatever on your skin. Um, but I mean, it's probably safe to say you need to wait at least a few weeks, mm-hmm. especially when you're first starting out, for sure.
0: Yeah. I still wait four weeks. I'm just so scared. I just don't, especially because I sell it just like both of you do. I just, yeah. Just rather be safe than sorry. And it it doesn't bother me that the
2: soap hangs out and smells lovely for four weeks. So totally, totally. (laughs) But it really is just something that takes practice and time.
1: Yeah. I think it's also probably noteworthy to mention um I know we kind of went through a bunch of a bunch of different things a little bit randomly but following like you said the recipe and sourcing your ingredients from safe places I mean I feel like that holds true for everything but it's also uh important to say because it it does it does matter and there are a lot of good uh, resources. I mean for our soap and lotion making, we use Brambleberry. Um yes. and there's actually like an app where you can calculate things like your lie calculator. So it will tell you exactly, you know, what to put in and um find those types of resources versus, you know, maybe something a little bit more hairy scary.
0: I <laughs> love Brambleberry. I spend way too much money on Brambleberry.
1: I know Berry. I just placed an order to this morning. <laughs>
0: I was like, do I need this mica? Do I need this? Yes, I do. Yeah. No. And they have, they sell everything, not just fragrances and like coloration, but they have molds on there. Basically anything that you're going to need to make soap. So it's a great, like one-stop shopping. And like Mandy said, like it is so important
1: that, you know, you are buying things reputably because this is Um, okay. So Renee's, apparently still dreaming about cake or something like that. I think I missed that whole part of the conversation. But I mentioned earlier that (laughs) we here um, not made soap without milk. And so I think it's noteworthy. To, to me, I think it's uh, the most important ingredient. Um, same goes true for lotion or just in general. I mean, when people take milk baths, they're like fancy people and they do those things because there would be a lot of milk to fill up a bathtub in my opinion. I mean, that's a big waste. I feel like, gosh, that's so wasteful. And also um, the, the benefits of, of milk. I mean, number one, it's so moisturizing for your skin. Um and that is because milk has so much lactic acid in it. I mean, it has a, a bajillion vitamins. I don't know, B, B6 and biotin. Yeah, and, biotin a and D. And, yeah, yeah, all of it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the main reason I think is so moisturizing. It It's just so beneficial for your skin. And so when you add it to all these other good oils and you're doing something like putting it in soap and you're putting that all over your body, um. It is, it is true. Like the bumps on the back of my arms, like everybody, well, I I shouldn't say everybody gets those, but you know, like kind of like rougher skin or your, your hands. I noticed a huge difference when I started making soap and using it.
0: Yeah. And I have eczema and
1: I used to suffer from it so bad.
0: And I'm like, I don't know why, but I used to get on my neck, which is really attractive. You know, it's like really nice. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's a good look, but Ever since I got goats and started the dairy here and making the goat milk soap and lotion, I have not had any eczema. Now, this is not like me saying, like, all y'all with eczema should go out and buy goats, but you should. Um, You know, check with your doctor. This is not like a medical podcast. But I'm just saying, me personally, I haven't had any sort of relapses or outbreaks of eczema since I've been using goat milk soap in my goat milk lotion.
1: Yeah, I think it's also just going back to the whole, again, surface level home setting, why we all do this. I mean, you are literally making it, you know, exactly what's in it. You don't have to read, you know, 40 ingredients on the back of a box, you made it. And now you can give it to your family or your friends. And you can feel confident that, hey, I, you know, not only did I make this like pat yourself on the back, but this is safe for you to use and it's good for your skin.
0: Yeah, and the number one question I usually get from people who have not purchased any goat milk products are like, "Is it going to smell like a goat?" It is not going to smell like a goat. But if you'd like to smell like a goat, I'm sure Mandy and myself will allow you at our farms. Come on over with the goats, but no, it will not smell like goat at all. So that's not something you have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, and don't be afraid. Have fun with it, and you know you can get you can make it as creative as you want. But like we all said, start. Start small, start simple, and then it's amazing how like give yourself some credit. Like after your first few batches, you're gonna just start adding these colors. And we talked about mica before, which could be super fancy and glittery. So there's lots of fun. You could have like I, I'm not even kidding, like go on Brambleberry and you're gonna be like, I need to make all the things. Like you you just like can make this as amazing as you want it to be and you can have so much fun with it. So yeah. Just don't be scared of it and enjoy it. But like we all, all touched upon here, you know, it's really
1: important to follow recipes exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Renee's going to put up a recipe and mm-hmm. Angela has a course. And between those two, gosh, I think everybody's just golden. They're going to smell good. Yeah. And probably not like a goat.
0: No. Uh
1: Okay. Gosh, I think that we covered the basics, which was the goal. And like I just mentioned, um, Angela has a course. We will we will link it and um, she'll share all of that. And Renee will put up her basic recipe, which we say basic, but that's all you need, you all. I mean, it's perfect. You don't have to get super fancy with it. So um, thanks for listening. And if you make soap, let us know.